Hello, and welcome to episode 95 of Outnumbered the Podcast. Today, we have kind of a fun episode for you. We're calling it Small House, Large Family, and we're going over five pros and cons of having a large family in a smaller house. Now, this episode is totally fun, and we hope that at the end of it, if nothing else, you'll be able to say, wow, at least we don't have as many kids as Audrey and Bonnie do packed into a tight space. <laughs> so with that, sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 95. Hello, and welcome to Outnumber the Podcast. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Audrey. We're experienced moms to a combined total of 18 children. Our mission is to help overwhelmed parents find peace in parenting and humor in the chaos. Come join us as we attempt uninterrupted conversation about parenting with joy and intention. All right, so you guys, this is going to be a fun episode. We're going to talk about having a small house and a large family. And caveat that Bonnie and I both have very nice sized houses. It's just when you pack so many kids and people into them at once, they feel a little bit small. Yeah, that's right. Um, and there are lots of pros and cons. We're going to talk about both of those today. Hopefully you guys could relate to some. Um, but we do have a really funny mom moment we wanted to share. This comes from Instagram uh, handle Amy Buellbeck. And she says, yesterday, the kids were outside playing after breakfast. It was one of the rare times they played without needing me. So I took advantage of getting dishes done and cleaning up inside. Every now and again, I'd peek out to to make sure everything was okay. The last time I checked, it was not okay. My three-year-old had her panties off and they were brown. There was no mud where they were playing. I ran outside and really get the scope of the disaster. She was using her poopy panties to wash the cups from the water table. There was poop all over her, her 18-month-old brother, the slide, the toys, the patio floor. Disgusting. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, wait. It gets worse. I grab her shorts and run them inside to the laundry room only to realize on my way back out that I had stepped in poop and tracked it all through the house. (laughs) Oh, no. I cleaned up the floors, which included one or two steps on a carpeted rug, and then stripped down the kids to their nothings and carried them by the the arm to the shower. After my little guy was down for a morning nap and my daughter was doing an online ballet class, I cleaned up the disaster outside. I power washed everything and learned that power washing undies was quite effective for removing poop. (laughs) It was a pretty crappy morning, pun intended. (laughs) I'm just going to file away that power washing um, little tidbit right there. I know. It's too bad you can't power wash the bums themselves. That'd probably hurt, but you can't use a regular hose. That worked pretty well. Oh, you guys, we I, re- I fully realize we do probably way too many poop funny mom moments, but let's be honest. In the moment, you're going, are you kidding me? Are you? Is this really my life right now? So I think it's so helpful to hear that other people go through it too. I know, because of course you'd step on the on the carpet instead of hard floor when you had it on your yeah, foot yeah, shoe. Tra- yeah track it through your house stick it on the, r- on the rug of course yeah mm-hmm. that's how life works <laughs> mm. yes so speaking of trying to find joy in the uh chaos <laughs> um we want to remind you guys to send us your tips your mom hacks your little um memes whatever you've got for us about how- ways that you find joy in your day-to-day chaos of motherhood. And we're going to be sharing these on our hundredth episode, which is coming right up. So send them all to us and we will read them on air. Yes. And I will say that no tip is too small. It can be something as small as like, I read two pages of a paperback during lunch to like give myself a break. Anything that helps you um, find joy as a mom. We'd love to hear it. 
All right, let's get back to this small space, big family. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're going to narrow this down to five pros and five cons of living in a small space with a large family. And once again, I just want to mention that Bonnie and I are aware that this is um, kind of a first world problem because we have very beautiful, generously sized houses and we have running water and we have all the things that we could ever desire. And, and so we would just want to share ways that we in our um, gratitude and, and blessing of beautiful homes, how we have found ways to not only survive, but thrive in our homes. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that because I remember moving into my last house, which was just over 2,000 square feet. And when we first moved in, you know, like uh, 14 years ago, uh, my oldest was like three and my youngest was one. And I remember thinking, this is ridiculous. This, we have this massive house for two little kids. I've lived in foreign countries. I was thinking about my friends in foreign countries who live two to three families to a small apartment. And I just felt really grateful, but also kind of a little bit ridiculous how easy it is to become accustomed to larger spaces and expect to be able to spread out more. So, um, and, and this doesn't have to apply to just large families either. Anyone that finds themselves living in a space that maybe they sometimes wish was a little bit bigger, hopefully can benefit from this episode. So our first one that we're going to talk about cons first. And the first con that we want to mention is lack of privacy or personal space. And I think every mom out there can can, uh, totally relate to this one. Even if you have a massive bedroom, they will find you somewhere and they will you know, walk in on you when you're going to the bathroom. That's just, that's just children, but it it happens to other members of the family as well. Um, you know, often the older kids, especially as they turn into, um, preteens and teenagers, they really crave some of their own space. And that's a tricky thing to find when there's a lot of people in a small space. Yeah, that, yeah, that is true. A little personal example of making it work with a lack of space is my quote unquote workspace is just kind of a desk and a table at the end, one end of our bedroom. And that's, that's what it is because we have no extra bedrooms. We have, uh, depending on if my son's home from college or not, we have two to four kids per bedroom. (laughs) And we have, you know, little attic spaces that we've carved out niches and just put kids, stuck kids wherever. I mean, you know, my kids sleep on the couch sometime if they're feeling like they don't want to sleep with somebody else. So they Mm -hmm. just make it work. But there's definitely a lack of um, privacy. And I think, you know, I do have to say, I think that if we lived like in the largest mansion, you can imagine our kids would probably still find us when we were in the bathroom trying to have some privacy. There's like this, we, we, we emit like some homing beacon, like mom's alone, go bother her. Um, you know, I will say that the lack of privacy really makes you get creative with things though, or, or, or even personal space. Like, um, my daughter has kind of needed some of that this last year or so she's 11 now. And so she's created kind of this little space on her top bunk that she doesn't let people up there. And that's kind of like, she has her little journal up there and anything special. She doesn't want people to mess with. So she's gotten creative because if she leaves anything down or out, you know, one of the three kids she spends, you know, sleeps with, yeah, we'll get into it. So it, it, uh, you know, you can figure stuff out. Uh, it's good training for the future somehow. I don't know, but somehow it's good training. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's move on to con number two. Things get cluttered faster. They just do. There's less space. And so the things that come out fill up that space faster. And so maybe, you know, maybe you have to clean more often if the clutter is bothering you. That's what I do. The clutter bothers me. So I make sure to clean more often because I'm just not, I don't function well when there's clutter, but because there's a lot of us in a small space, there is clutter. 
Yeah. And even when you have very few possessions per person, which we have tried to do, um, if everyone just leaves one thing out, then that's 10 <laughs> things kicking around the house yes. right? instead of just one or two. And if you think about like in a, you know, thousand square foot room, two things out, don't look like that big of a deal, but two things out in a 200 square foot room <laughs> make a big difference. Especially because they always leave them right in the middle of the room for you to trip oh, yeah. over. Yeah. Right in the middle of the walkway for sure. <laughs> uh, con number three, you have less room to host friends or have overnight guests. Um, the overnight aspect hasn't been an issue for us because we live close to family. So only a, a couple of very rare times have we hosted anybody overnight, but just friends in general, parties and that sort of thing. Um, since moving into our current house, which is considerably bigger with a much bigger yard than the last place, we have loved being able to have people outside because we have more property. Um, but that was something that really frustrated me about our old house is that we'd want to have parties with our family and we, you know, ha- both have fairly large families. You know, you get a couple of your siblings over with their five, six kids and all of a sudden the place is jam-packed. You're going, mm, I wish I had a little more space for this. <laughs> Yeah, that is definitely our issue too. Um, hosting people overnight, we've had uh, friends who come and bring a motor home when they when they stay because we just don't have any extra bedrooms. I mean, our kids play musical beds all the time, so they're always sleeping in each other's bed. It's no big deal for them to you know pile up in one room. They they love it. They think it's a sleepover, but sometimes the guests are like, "Oh no, I hate to put somebody out." <laughs> But our kids just think it's a party. But anyway, um, yeah, totally. And we do have three acres here that we live on. So a lot of our um, guests host parties, whatever that all happens outside. People spread out outside and lots of space or room outside. And then we do, you know, we do things like uh, buffet style on serving up food because there's just not room in one room for everybody to sit around the table. And then we put tables in every room for people to sit down and eat at. And, you know, some people end up eating on their laps and whatever. You just make it work. But it's definitely less room for other people when your house is at capacity. (laughs) Yeah, you know, the other day I saw, I was uh, scrolling through some um, home design Instagram accounts and I saw these one people had um, purchased a new home and renovated it and their dining room included a table that could seat like, 20 or 25 people. And I was just like, oh, I want that. Even if I could find it. I think, I think it was probably a couple of tables stacked together, but, um, but we don't even have a room that would, would, that would fit that, you know? So I just thought, oh my gosh, wouldn't that be amazing? And dining rooms are tricky because they have to be long and skinny, right? And there's not a lot of rooms that are that yeah. long. So I was very, very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Add me to the jealous list on that one. <laughs> All right. Con number four, if it matters to you, you're just not, if house size is a status symbol for you, um, your status among friends and family and neighbors is going to go down. If it means, if it's a symbol of status for you to have what size house you have and you have a small house <laughs> with a lot of family in it, then you're just not going to have as much. I don't even know. Obviously this isn't an issue for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, you can't relate. Like, why would you care what size your house is compared to other people's? <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so if your size of your house matters to you, then, uh, I mean, I definitely can see that, you know, some nice things about having a beer house, like having more people around a table. But then I, you know, when we get to the pros part so much, I'm going to be like, eh, yeah, I wouldn't choose a bigger house. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think this is probably a bigger problem in the suburbs or um, in urban areas where people constantly see 
how other people live, you know? And I think that even more so than the size, it's probably the, like the niceness of a house. And, and generally the bigger you go, the nicer people's homes are, right? You don't, generally don't see a 5,000 square foot house. It's like all dumpy inside. <laughs> if they spend, they spend money on ba- buying a big one, then they usually, you know, renovate the inside or whatever. Um, so I can definitely see that. Um, but I will also say that, um, this is a really good way of eliminating that issue for yourself, right? So, um, for example, living in our last house, there were many times where I kind of felt embarrassed inviting people over because we had so many people in such a small space, especially for parties and things. And then I just thought, why, why do I care again? Why other people, what other people think? (laughs) And as long as we were happy, which I was doing my best to be, you know, that it was, it was all a it was very much a personal thing and not like anybody else was trying to make me feel bad. So, um, anyway, yeah, I can definitely see how that can be an issue for people, but, uh, it's a good way to get over it. <laughs> Just yeah. live in a small house and, and, and listen to our pros that we're about to tell you. Yeah. You know, we have, my husband and I were talking the other day, we have some really super good friends whose house is under construction. I mean like major construction. They are adding two separate wings and an attic exp- and garage expansion and all this stuff to their house. And we were, we were talking about how, why on earth do we hesitate to have people over? Because our friends have us and other people and everybody you can imagine over all the time, even though their house is under this major construction, they're not even like, Oh, we're just going to wait till we have a nice house and have people over. They're just like, Hey, come over. And not just like, you know, a couple of people come over. It's like Thanksgiving is at our house this year. Don't mind the dust. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So much of what we, what we feel surrounding our homes and our possessions has to do with how we think other people perceive them. And that's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. So the last con number five is relationships. So sometimes it's a little bit hard to maintain positive, uh, happy relationships when everybody is on top of each other. Um, I remember when I first, um, started having trouble separating my kids during quiet time. It was probably when I think we had baby number six and all of a sudden we didn't have enough bedrooms. We didn't have enough <laughs> even closets. So like stash, cause, cause everyone had to be separated or they would not, you know, give me any rest, any peace for a couple of hours. And, um, and it, it stressed me out. It, it made it harder for me to deal with my relationship with my kids. A couple of my kids have a harder time getting along than others. And so those are the couple that need to be separated, right? So that just becomes a, a little bit of a sticking point when you don't have enough room to separate separate everyone who is uh, fighting. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I just may or may not have said yesterday, okay, all right, you go to the upstairs and you go to the downstairs. You're not allowed to be on the same floor of the house for the next hour. <laughs> Exactly. You just need to cool off from each other. (laughs) I didn't even think about nap time. So because I've never had more than two nappers at a time, um, my kids Mm -hmm. are spaced out far enough in age. So I didn't even think about that. That would be kind of hard to find. Okay, you're going on the couch and you're going on the kitchen floor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I would get the kids that were like, I'd have two nappers and then I'd have two more kids that just barely grew out of naps, but still needed like some downtime or else they'd be psycho by 7 p.m., you know? Um, So I was like, hmm, where do I lock you in (laughs) to have a little (laughs) quiet time with some books so mom can get some peace and quiet? All right, we're going to move into our pros. And believe it or not, the pro number one of having a small house with a large family is relationships. (laughs) Our family is an extremely close-knit family because, as I've often said to other people who ask us, how it works to have so many kids in one house. I say, you know what? Our kids have just learned to get along because when you have to sleep with your brother at the end of the day, you know that nighttime is coming and you're in the same bed. 
in the same bedroom in whatever, you better not make him too mad at you before you go. (laughs) (laughs) He might not Uh, sleep so well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, but kind of the, you know, kind of the tongue in cheek way of saying, you know what, our kids have learned to get along because they have to, they don't have an option of getting away from each other. And so they just have to learn to, to um, work it out and be friends. Uh, At one point growing up, we lived in a very large house for just a couple of years. And my mom remembers losing children in it. Like my (laughs) three-year-old brother would just disappear. And she wouldn't know where he was. She'd go running around the house calling him. He's playing in some random corner of some closet somewhere. But it was so large that it was very easy to go half a day without seeing half the kids. Um, That's not necessarily a bad thing. (laughs) Sometimes that might help relationships. But if you are forced to spend time together, generally, you figure out a way to get along for sure. Yeah, it was really sweet. Um, my son, when one weekend when my son came home from college, his little three-year-old sister climbed up on his lap and spent like the entire weekend. He was home on his lap. And then when he left a Sunday afternoon to go back to college, she sits down and she filled up a whole entire piece of paper with letters and numbers. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, what are you doing? She says, well, I'm writing a letter to my brother. And I said, what does it say? And she says, it says, Thank you for coming home. <laughs> oh, how sweet is that? <laughs> That's adorable. Uh, okay, so pro number two is living in a smaller home saves money. So not only mortgage, but anyone who's bought a home or moved into or, or rented a larger home understands very quickly that all expenses are raised when you live into a bigger live in a bigger space, right? Like utilities all of a sudden cost more, electricity, water, etc. Um, not only that, but furnishing a larger home is extremely expensive. We only went up um, gosh, not even a third in size when we moved into this house. And all of a sudden I was like, we have entire rooms with nothing in them. (laughs) I should probably buy some chairs. Um, so, you know, a lot of things go into, uh, living comfortably in a bigger space and that can be very expensive. Yes. Agreed. And yeah. And there's less maintenance too, when there's less stuff, um, because, uh, like your appliances, you know, you'd only have one set of washer and dryer or only one refrigerator instead of, you know, one in the basement den and one in that, you know, whatever. And you just have less maintenance bills on those things that you do have. Yeah. And, and even the house itself, right? Having two or three bathrooms versus six or seven, <laughs> you're going to spend a lot less on uh, fixing clogged toilets or whatever else that children do to things. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, greater home maintenance um, costs. Like, you know, if you have to re-roof a house, there's going to be a lot larger area of roof to be re-roofed. So it takes more time, more materials, you know, more labor costs. So all that adds up hidden costs, maybe of living in a bigger house. All right. Pro number three is that you have to spend less time cleaning because there's less space and less things to be cleaned. So you get to spend more time on other stuff. So yay. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Who mm -hmm. wants to spend more time cleaning? I mean, come on. Right, exactly. You know, when we moved into this house, I had like a specific amount of square footage that I was kind of hoping for. And uh, we ended up going considerably less, considerably smaller, because this is the one that we found that we wanted the most. And I am so glad that we didn't go with the original amount that we wanted, because I just thought, I can barely keep up right now. And granted, we've we've talked about kids doing chores. I am not the only one cleaning for sure. In fact, I am not the one that does 
uh, even like 30% of the cleaning because I have delegated a lot of that. But even that being said, just just being the home manager and making sure that everyone is doing their chores in a large space is very overwhelming. And if you, even if you have help cleaning, um, it's just going to be considerably more expensive on a larger home than on a smaller one. Yeah. That was one of my favorite pros of having a smaller house is, um, you know, like I feel I clean more often, but the time it takes to clean, um, is less time because there's just less space and less stuff. Right. Right. I've been I've been going through um, our guest Ashley Bufa her her program the Freedom Moms program, and it's really fun because she does little challenges like how set a timer for you know set up on a time fifteen minutes and see how much you can get clean in that time. And in a small house, I'm looking around, I'm like, hmm, well, hey, fifteen minutes is going to about do it here because <laughs> there's not much left to do. Right. I will say that if you find yourself in a smaller home and it still takes you way too long to clean up, then chances are good. You just have too many toys or too much stuff because <laughs> yeah. um, we've been there too. Like in our old home, it was considerably smaller, but we had a basement that also functioned as a schoolroom and also a craft room. And when that thing got messy, it was like a bomb went off. And eventually we just, I said, why do we have so many toys? Why do we have so many school supplies? And we had to just pare way down because I was so tired of picking it all up, even though the room was, you know, maybe 400 square feet. It wasn't humongous. So, um, that is a big, a big, uh, side note there. <laughs> okay. Pro number four, we, you, we tend to have better quality possessions in a small home because we can spend less money on quantity of possessions. So for example, if you have one family room, you can buy a really nice sofa for that family room because that's all you have to buy. You don't have to also buy one for the parlor and the living room. And I don't know, do people have parlors anymore? <laughs> Whatever, all, all the different rooms for, for sitting. Um, so I found that to be true. And especially with our family, I like to spend a little bit more money on certain pieces because our family's hard on things when you have nine kids jumping on a couch. Okay, they're not allowed to jump on the couch, but they do it anyway. <laughs> no, they're just really hard on furniture and, and um, possessions. So I tend to try to buy a little bit higher quality without going crazy simply because they last longer. Yes, yes. And think again of like home maintenance or home improvement projects. Let's say you're going to do new countertops in your kitchen. Well, if you have an enormous kitchen with, you know, a certain huge number of square footage, a huge square footage of countertop space, you're going to have to go lower. If you have a budget, you're going to go lower on maybe a lower quality product because there's more space to cover. Where if you're in a small house, a small kitchen, and you just have a small space to cover, maybe your budget can cover a higher quality material. And, you know, same for any home improvement projects. If there's less space, your budget can cover a better quality. Yeah. And, you know, I've really noticed that there is uh, this massive kind of movement to smaller homes, even like mini homes. I especially love walking through Ikea to see like how they fit an entire home in like 600 square feet or something. They do such a good job. Um, But I've seen that. I've seen that people opt for um, unique layouts, um, maybe a stove oven combo that's just really high end and, and does a really great job because they can, because there's only this thousand, 1000 square feet that they have to fill or whatever. So I really like that idea of, of spending more on high quality stuff because you just don't have so much space to fill. 
Yeah, you know what my husband has really gotten in, interested in lately, and of course, you know, and of course, I so I've gotten interested in it too because he's talking about it a lot. But is this idea of people who live on sailboats, like families who live on sailboats, and talk about tiny space living, and they pare it down to only exactly what's necessary, and it's mm. so cool to see what things they have chosen to have on their sailboat and what things, you know, just, they just don't have because it, it doesn't matter or they don't want it or it's not, doesn't fit. And mm-hmm. that's really, really cool to think about. Like even their wardrobes, you know, think of the size that you would have for a closet or wardrobe space on a sailboat, right? So you pare it down to only the best quality, favorite items of clothing. And there's, and you don't even keep that sweater that you never wear because it has a hole and, you know, whatever. Bye. No space. <laughs> right, right. You're forced to have a capsule wardrobe and really capsule everything because you have so little space. I would say same thing about um, with families who travel a lot or or do like the whole RV living thing. That fascinates me how you can manage to have a large family in such a small space. I have a friend who um, they basically traveled across the country in an RV and I think they had maybe seven or eight kids at the time and she was immaculately organized. Everything had a space and it went back every time they were done using it because there was just not space to have things on the floor. You know, you would trip over it 10 times in a five minute time segment because there was, that was the only place to stand, you know? So I just love that, that pro of staying uber organized and uber clean. Yeah, that's that would appeal to me so much. <laughs> All right, the last pro of sm- living in a small house with a large family or close knit living, whatever we want to call it, is number five: less stuff, more adventure mindset. And we get this little phrase, "less stuff, more adventure," from our good friend and past podcast guest Miranda Anderson um, of Live Free Creative Company. You know, just the amount she she covers it so well so we hope you're listening to her podcast too but the i just the the mindset of having less stuff and then she takes all the extra leftover from owning less stuff and applies it toward having more adventure so let's say you live in a small house or you're in a tightly packed space and you need to get out more so you do get out more like if you were in a big house and you could get away from each other maybe you wouldn't take that nature hike because you didn't have any need to get out and get fresh air and just kind of space out a little bit or, you know, you name it adventure. Um, it's just a really neat mindset to have. It's the other half of, you know, sometimes the having to pare down and minimalism and all that, it, it sometimes has a negative connotation, but what we love about this part is it's the positive. It's the exciting. Look at what we get to do, not focus on the, Oh, we have such a small house, you know, but look what we get to do and look how we get to live because we have chosen this less stuff, more adventure mindset. Right. And I was just thinking just having the time to escape and go on adventures, right? If you live in a large home and a large property, there is a lot to do. And most Saturdays and weekends and uh, days off are spent maintaining your home or doing yard work or organizing or cleaning all these things. Um, Whereas if you live in a smaller space, that gets done much quicker, like you were mentioning, and then there's more time for play. Yes, I I just love this part of it. And um, I think maybe it's my favorite of the five pros that we listed of living in a small house. Okay, so I've mentioned um, oftentimes on the podcast that my husband and I have chosen the size of house that we live in. And it not just, it didn't just sort of happen that we woke up one day and suddenly we had nine kids and we're still living in this 
small, quote unquote, small house. But no, we chose this because this is um, the way that we want to, it's symbolic of the way that we want our family to be in the future, a very close knit, um, tight, friendly family that has this adventure adventure mindset where um, it's not a negative thing, but it's a positive thing to be, be close and be together. Yeah. And you know, Audrey, we probably should have told them at the beginning, but you want to tell them what size house you are, you live in? Oh, let's see. I've forgotten the square footage. <laughs> I think well, that's it's, I it. <laughs> no, I think it's like around 2,400 square feet, our house. Okay. My now, husband will, my husband will be like slapping his forehead when he listens to this episode, but <laughs> I think that's around where, where it is. And that doesn't include the basement, which is not finished. So it's not included in this finished okay. square footage. So do, you, so do you guys use your basement at all? Um, my husband has an office down there and we use it, um, of course, for like, you know, storage space, space. There's an extra refrigerator down there and that's our food storage area and, and that. But it's not livable space because, well, for one thing, the, the headspace is pretty low down there. Like at six feet, the pipes come down where I have to duck to go under them. I was going to say your problem, your husband probably has to crawl down there to get to his office. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we, our current house is 3000 square feet, which has been awesome. But the one we lived in before was uh, 2300 and we lived there with our eight kids. Um, And I most definitely needed to purge more before when we moved and purged all this stuff. I thought, huh, maybe we could have stayed here if I'd have gotten rid of all this. (laughs) But we have liked having more space, but I will say that I'm so glad we didn't go any bigger really, really bad. Yeah. And you have, uh, your office is like a guest house. Yes. We do have a little guest uh, house that um, eventually in the future we will probably rent out because I don't want any of my children living separate unless it's like, you know, a college age kids that kid that wants to rent it from me. Um, but I just use it for my office space, which is very, very nice as well. So yeah, we definitely, neither of us live in, you know, teeny tiny apartments. So nobody get mad at us and tell us those aren't small houses. (laughs) But, um, we do kind of get the concept of having many people in space that, you know, like generally we just get the gist of, you know, wanting a little bit more space and, and talking ourselves out of it. So there you go. Right. Exactly. When you divide the 2,400 or 3,000 square feet among 10 or 11 people. And then you look at, you know, a smaller family in the same size house to kind of get the idea that we're living in less square footage here. (laughs) Right, 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 right. All right. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode. It actually, I didn't even say at the beginning, but it actually came about because somebody had a question. They wanted to know how we make living in a small house with a large family work. And so we thought we'd just share some of the things that we love and uh, some of the pros and cons we found about small house living, small space living, maybe we should say small space living. There you and, go. We'll, and we'll go ahead and link in the show notes, um, a bunch of that stuff that we talked about and recommendations that we have for you. And we also hope that by, by talking about the pros of living in a, in smaller spaces that we don't make anyone who lives in a large home feel badly at all. But for many of us, we just don't have a lot of choice in the matter, right? Like usually there's a budget and there's only so much that you can do about that. Um, so if you find yourself living in a space where you're often thinking, gee, I wish this were bigger, hopefully you feel heard <laughs> and like a, you've got a few pros that you can stick under your belt and remind yourself of uh, when the going gets tough. Thanks so much for tuning in. Did you know you can help the podcast in several ways? First up, we're on Patreon and there are three different levels to support us there. Just head to patreon.com slash outnumbered. Next up, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a written review on iTunes. It helps other parents find the podcast and receive the help you're enjoying. 
And finally, you can follow us on Instagram at Outnumbered the Podcast. We're always having fun over there, too. As usual, if you have any questions or ideas for future episodes, you can reach us at outnumberedthepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. You know what? Oh my gosh, I'm not making any sense. Hold on. Let me start over. <laughs> <laughs> Today, I don't know what's going on. <laughs>